welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Sports and More podcast with me, your host, Eddie Morelos, here recording in Doniana, New Mexico on the Easter weekend. Happy Easter to everyone, and by the time you listen to this, uh, Easter will have come and gone, but happy Easter to you. Uh, again, you can find our, our podcast on Anchor, Spotify, and Google. You search Google Sports and More podcast with your host, Eddie Morelos, and you'll get all the links there. I do put all the links up on our Facebook page. Just go ahead and search for Sports and More podcast. Also, on our Twitter page at Sports and More POD, and you'll find all the links to all the past episodes and uh, also the episodes of the spinoff, The Outdoors and More, uh, which we talk a lot about hunting, fishing, camping, but uh, t- great stories, uh, great hunting stories. And uh, you can get the Outdoors and More podcast with host Jimmy Lopes also on the same channels there. We are doing an episode of the the series, Where Are They Now? The New Mexico State Athletics uh, Department. I put out one uh, one episode already featuring a former swimmer by the name of Dina Palumbit and a former uh, New Mexico State football player by the name of uh, Barrington Huntley, who both work for the NMSU Foundation. And if you know anything about NMSU, uh, it takes a lot of fundraising uh, to give scholarships, funding, all this thing, uh, these different things that go on there. And the NMSU Foundation uh, helps with that cause. So uh, if you haven't heard that episode, where are they now? Episode of uh, uh, former New Mexico State student athletes. Go ahead and check that out. It's up on our Twitter page and it's also on the Facebook page. And I got another guest for this uh, series. Uh, I want to go ahead and bring her on. She's a a former uh, track and field student athlete, uh, also former track and field graduate assistant, uh, former track and field director of operations. (laughs) That's a lot of titles there. Go ahead and introduce yourself. (laughs) I know when you put it like that. Yeah. (laughs) Tell the people your name, please. my name's Jenna Benegas. Uh, born and raised here in Las Cruces, so you might know me from from Mayfield Sports as well. Yes. Uh, but yeah, had a long tenure. Yeah. So <laughs> at, you you ran? Did you you ran over at Mayfield where you, where you were a, a high school uh, runner? Correct. Yeah. 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 I was a sprinter, um, and that's kind of where I got into track because track in in Las Cruces isn't exactly like the the biggest sport to get into when you're little. Mm-hmm. There's not a whole lot of teams like there are in like Albuquerque or El Paso uh-huh. or anything like that. So I got into track and field when I was a freshman in high school, uh-huh. which is a lot later than all my other teammates. I had no idea. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. They were already running? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. So there's other like how basketball has AAU, um, yeah. like little leagues starting at five years old uh-huh. um so usatf has like junior olympics and everything where they start at like five or six years old oh wow and a lot of my teammates pretty much all of my teammates were starting to run yeah track and field at that that age and i was like oh i started when i was 14 14 <laughs> wow so you were a little late uh but it seemed like you excelled uh during your high school career because you went on to play division uh, run division one yeah over at new mexico state mm-hmm. uh, what was that like and what uh, remind uh, me and tell the listeners who your coach was at the time yeah so kind of a whirlwind um originally i was i was actually about to sign to university of nevada oh. in in reno okay and then some things fell through last minute and uh, my coach from Mayfield at the time, uh, Coach Kevin Grassel and um, Coach Kingery, uh, 
did some work for me. I'm definitely appreciative of them reaching out to NMSU, reaching out to Coach Richburg, Oren Richburg. If you don't know track and field, uh, <laughs> Coach Richburg, he is he's the man. Literally the best in the literally yeah. the best in the business. Yeah. So uh, I got the opportunity to to run with him. He's a sprint guru and he was my coach. I got to say this. OK, again, if you don't know who Oren Richburg is, Google him. I, I, you got to go Google him, okay? Again, when I say he's literally the best in the business, I mean that he's literally the best in the track and field business. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say he was one tough cookie, right? He's such a funny guy. Like, he he has a way about him um, that is unlike any other coach I've ever had. Uh, and I love him for it, for sure. But he has a personality... If you meet Coach Richburg once, you'll remember him for the rest of your life. You will have an Oren Richburg story. <laughs> uh-huh. I got many. <laughs> yeah, yes. so you know, you know, he, he definitely leaves his mark um, on people. And uh, yeah, he's a character and an amazing coach. And really an amazing man. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and talk about this really quick uh, because, again, if you've met him once, you, he leaves an impact. And uh, if you know uh, Coach Richburg, he, he's a great storyteller. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he and could, he has a lot of stories. He's got many, many stories. So uh, for some reason, I was the one that he got along with the most in, out of the sports information office. Lucky you. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, so we got along very well. And I he would invite me over to his office. And we'd sit and I'd listen to these awesome, freaking awesome stories. So I can only imagine the kind of stuff that he shared with you guys uh, uh, growing up, growing up as a as a student athlete. Yeah, yeah, he had many stories to share, um, and uh, yeah, it's just kind of funny reuniting with old teammates or just reminiscing with teammates. Sometimes it's just like, remember when Richburg did this? Remember when Richburg did that? Um, <laughs> And we could go on forever. Uh, even the current coaching staff, because uh, Joe Rath, now the head coach, yeah, uh, he was with, he was on staff when Richburg was there, um, and uh, so we could go on for hours about oh, yeah. Coach Richburg. Oh, stories. we can. Oh, so it, it's fun though. It's so much fun. And, and um, remind us, what what did you specifically run during those years under Coach Richburg? Yeah, so I was kind of. I call myself a utility sprinter because I was running, I, I ran uh, short sprints mostly uh, in the open. So indoor, I would run the 55, the 60, the 200, and the 4x4. Um, and then outdoor, I would run the 100, 200, uh, 4x1, and, and 4x4. So I they kept me pretty busy, um, but that's what I liked. <laughs> so Let me ask you, about, of, of all those... What? Let me just let me point out the four by four. What was your thought on the four, running the four by four? Four by four is probably my favorite race. Oh wow! Yeah, I was not expecting. Yeah, that. Yeah, I know. A lot of people are like, four by four is the worst, and I'm like, four by four is the best. Yeah. Um, it just that atmosphere at the end of the meet, um, especially in college because it the it's a it's such a such a fun atmosphere because. Mm-hmm. Everybody is a track fan there, yeah. so they know what's going on, yeah. and uh, it's pretty electric to to be able to run, um, uh, you know, for your team, and 
and just compete it's all about competing and that that's what i love about the four by four because everybody is literally working their hardest oh yeah so it's a lot of fun that, that's a tough tough race to run the 400 itself to me i mean i ran it in high school not that i ran it fast but <laughs> it, it was one of the toughest it's literally one of the toughest things to do because it's an all-out sprint yeah uh for 400 meters mm -hmm. and that's kind of a long ways it's a quarter of a mile there yeah yeah you don't think about it but you'll remember it for sure <laughs> during your time as a student athlete what is it that sticks out to you the most um whether it's the trips, whether it's at the meets, whether it's practice, what is it that really sticks out to you? Yeah, so um, I would definitely say it's the training. Like, I've always been that person that enjoyed training uh, because, you know, track and field is one of those sports where, you know, you're, you're, you're competing next to people, but you're really competing against yourself. And mm -hmm. Uh, being able to, to work really hard at a, at a skill of being really fast. Uh, for some people, it might feel boring, but for somebody like me or uh, people that really enjoy sprinting and everything that goes into it, it's really just a, such a pure form of just working hard, and mm -hmm. I just love working hard. Uh, so really training, uh, the process. Uh, racing is always fun, of course. Um, you know, there's a lot of memorable races that I've had, but uh, I really enjoyed what training taught me, um, not just the, the skill of the sport or getting faster or stronger, um, but uh, it really, yeah, it really shaped me as a, as a person, I would say, yeah. and perseverance and overcoming adversity, and yeah, it's just, you so choose it every that, day. You, and I'm sure you're going to say yes, but... Talk about how all that has prepared you for what you're doing now. Yeah, so um, I think one of the, the things that, uh, like I said, you know, you, like athletes are, I always say they're special people because, mm -hmm. you know, you, you wake up every day and you're choosing like physical adversity and like mental adversity as well, you know, overcoming you know, a hard workout or uh, losing a game or like you're choosing that life. And that's that can be pretty difficult to, to cope with and like keep coming back for more. Yeah. Um, I think that's really special. Um, and I think that mentality has carried me into uh, my career as far as like, OK, I'm going to work really hard and there's going to be some no's along the way or some obstacles along the way. But I'm, I'm not afraid. It's just what happens, and I'm excited to, to keep keep pushing forward and, and see what it what it becomes. So uh, I think uh, keep pushing forward, just like it says on my sticker. Oh, here. perfect! That's <laughs> so, cool. That's something I made there, my little cup, right? My little mug, oh, right nice. there. Oh, nice! You got and, a whole uh, brand. Yeah, it's a whole brand, uh, and I, that's, that's cool. Really, something that uh, that I really promote is to keep pushing forward, mm -hmm. and it sounds like you continue to do that you've done that in the past and you continue to do that now uh to get to these goals that you've reached so far yeah um i gotta ask you something random because you're talking about sprinting working hard mm -hmm. i follow i follow one uh track athlete on, on instagram female track athlete mm -hmm. lolo jones is probably the most famous one yeah i, I just i followed her well of course she's beautiful but she also 
she puts herself out there in the sense that she shows her vulnerability mm-hmm. um and she like she's put herself out there so much like about how people put her down mm-hmm. about the the struggles of of time management the struggles yeah. of training is there any track athletes like like her that you've looked up to in the past or you continue to look up to yeah absolutely i it, it was kind of sad um you know these past couple of track seasons because my my sprinting heroes that i grew up with are now retiring oh wow uh, so it's just like oh this is really sad but there's so much talent that's coming up that it's just like um it's exciting to watch but uh, you always remember your heroes so like allison felix is probably my number one sprint hero because yeah. um, she's uh i, I just like you know, the way that she carries herself and um, on the track, off the track. And she's one of the best to ever do it. Oh, yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I grew up with watching her. Um, so so she's definitely probably my, my number one uh, sprint hero. Um, Sonia Richards-Ross, uh, she had retired a few years ago. Uh, but she's another hero of mine, Carmelita Jetter, uh, who I actually got to race against, which was oh wow, wild. Wow, um, where at? In Albuquerque. So I ran at U.S. Indoor Nationals. Okay. Um, in 2013, and to be lined up uh, next to one of your heroes was one of the craziest but coolest things of my life. Wow. So yeah, but they're all mostly retired. Yeah. Now, um, but. Uh, yeah, those would probably be my my top. When you lined up against her, what was going on through your head? What kind of feelings were you having? Um, you know, uh, my grandfather uh, is uh, was uh, Coach Coach Bradley, um, Jim Bradley here in Las Cruces. So if you know Mayfield football in that uh, real golden era, he he built that. He's an NMSU Hall of Famer um, as a coach and. You know, I, I followed him around a lot growing up. Okay. Um, so he, he always gave me a lot of advice. Uh, so his voice was definitely very loud in my head. Wow. As far as saying, because he was always say like, are you going to be a spectator or the spectacle, <laughs> you know? Oh, wow. Or are you going to be, uh, or act like you've been there before, you know, enjoy the moment, but act like you've been there before. Um, He's old don't, school. Don't get swept away. He is old school. He was for sure. But, you know, those things were, were ringing in my head uh, where I was able to still compete, but not get too uh, swept up in, you know, you know, fangirling, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, imagine. next to, next to my heroes here. And, um, but yeah, yeah, I would say that he kind of, those, those words of wisdom kept me grounded, uh, through that experience. And, uh, so that really, that really helped. When you were growing up with your grandfather, I'm assuming he would attend your track meets. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Cause he was a busy man too, though. Yeah. I mean, that's why I kind of, I'm only assuming right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, he would he would attend when he could, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, especially in in high school, um, he was there a lot. Uh, in college, he he was there as much as he could be uh, because he did have his stroke, so it wasn't as yeah. Uh, he wasn't. He did get to see me that uh, run in a few indoor meets actually right before yeah. he had his stroke. Um, and then even after 
he recovered and was able to go home. He still made it to a, a few because uh, our closest one was in El Paso. So yeah. him and, and my grandma were able to to go. It was obviously like an ordeal of transporting them, uh-huh. him there, but uh, yeah. it, it meant a lot for him to still be in the stands. I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure it did. I'm sure it meant a lot to you too as well. Um, so you made the transition from being an, the, the athlete yourself and then you took on, like I said, I was running off the, the list of, of positions you've held, mm-hmm. um, becoming a grad assistant and also the director of operations for the track and field team here in New Mexico State. Talk about those experiences where you get the opportunity to now take what you've learned as a student athlete mm-hmm. and share that with other student athletes. Yeah, yeah. So it was always kind of funny because, you know, I started my career at NMSU as an athlete fall 2011 and I guess I retired you know and uh in uh December of 2022 um like officially yeah um but my my transition into being a coach was was very quick because I was still technically an athlete because my my career was cut short going into my senior year I found out I had a heart condition and it took me out and medically disqualified me um so I transitioned to being a student coach so I was coaching with coach Richburg basically uh, coaching my teammates (laughs) um which was kind of a a wild experience um but mostly just kind of learning from coach Richburg um so I really got to and I've always kind of been like a natural observer anyway uh, so I really got to soak up a lot of a lot of good stuff yeah. um, to be able to to keep carrying that on after he retired, and then we had a lot of you know coaching staff changes. Mm-hmm. But that's the funniest part is like I was the I was the staple in the staff through all of those changes yeah. up until uh, you know 2022 when I stopped. Um, uh, with the, the director of operations job. So um, I was the longest running coach. There, <laughs> at, yeah. What, what, what was that like for you going through those changes? I mean, everybody knows that change can be challenging. Mm-hmm. And to go through it time after time through the, throughout those years, how was that for you? Um, I think it was, I mean, it was a little nerve wracking because in college athletics, you know, when one coach goes out and they hire a new coach there's no guarantee that that mm-hmm. staff that is already there is going to stay there um so that was always the nerve-wracking part of getting new head coaches it's just like how i, I want to make sure i prove my worth like because i i want to be here yeah. um and i think uh I, I was very lucky very blessed to be able to show my worth to these you know transitioning coaches um and uh got to stick around uh for as long as i as long as i have you also must have made an impression on uh mario mocha the athletic director um to, he probably went to bat for you a few times i would assume uh i have no idea you know because i would but mario's a cool guy um obviously he's been there for a while i've been there for a while yeah. <laughs> um so um, I think he got a sense of who I am and uh, how much it meant to me to still be part of the program in some capacity. So, so if he did have to, you know, go to bat for me, I definitely appreciate it. Um, but uh, it was 
a lot of me kind of in the trenches of just talking to these newer coaches. Yeah. Um, like when Doug came in, yeah. um, uh, he interviewed me and we spent like three hours at La Posta, you oh, know, just wow. talking. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it, it just kind of hoping to make my mark on on the coaches that come in. Well, I believe you have because you've been there for so many years. <laughs> and, uh, and again, if, um, you know, the athletic director I do know uh, is involved with hiring and rehiring. Mm-hmm. So you must have made a mark with him too, and Mario Mocha. And I, I truly, truly believe you did. So congratulations on all that. Thanks. That's so awesome. And then now you've made the transition over from coaching and uh and being the director of ops first off real real quick with the director of ops um position that meant a lot of scheduling a lot of uh travel travel Mm -hmm. type stuff can you talk a little bit about that that job yeah so it was definitely a weird time to to go into that job because what had happened was i through that 2019 fall 2019 i i really started to invest a little bit more time creating some like little programs for like our incoming freshmen and um, just kind of giving them uh, a little sense of community uh, so I was really involved with that and I found out that I really enjoyed that part um, so I started thinking like is coaching gonna be my career like started taking inventory of what I really liked to do and why I was continuing to coach for so long and it really came down to uh, I, I mentioned this on the panel that I was on the other day with the NMSU alum that I figured out I was much more focused on, you know, how my athletes were doing rather than how they were performing. Even though we still had great performances, I would spend a lot of time, you know, like, hey, why'd you come through the gate like 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 that? You seem sad. Like, what's going on? Wow. Um, and then I just took a chance and applied for the clinical mental health counseling program at NMSU. Um, and, uh, so once I did that, I was like, if I get accepted, I will step away from coaching. And I did get accepted. So that 2020, obviously 2020 was wild. Yeah. Uh, but I am very lucky that I ended my coaching career. Um, you know, making history with the team as a coach, uh, winning that indoor conference championship that's right so that's how i ended my career we didn't get an outdoor season we would have swept it but um wow that's how i ended my coaching career so i was really lucky and then talking to joe and and doug and uh, tony about what comes next because i still wanted to be part of the program and um they had a uh, director of operations position coming available um and i was just like I'll give it a shot. (laughs) I mean, I know uh, from being around for so long, kind of how it works. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, never actually did a lot of it. Uh, but so I interviewed, went through the same hiring process. They had other prospects and got hired, um, for director of operations position. And that was pretty wild because I figured out that I, I, as good as I might be at planning and organizing, I don't like it. <laughs> wow! It, but um, it was a it was a challenging position for sure because it, it's just a lot of moving parts. But luckily, I have I had a great rapport with the team, 
great rapport with the coaches um, and figured out a system that really helped me kind of streamline a lot of things uh, to make it easier for scheduling. Got a lot of contacts for hotels and this and that. So I learned a lot and I was really appreciative of the position, even though I didn't it wasn't what I was very passionate about, yeah. um, but it was a very interesting time because of all of the COVID things going on. So it's like, how many people can go? Um, do we have any restrictions? All the COVID testing, like at the time, was just nuts. And so, that probably helped you out to learn some things for the future, meaning your your own business and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, it definitely helped a lot. Um, talk about you know a adversity and things like that uh director of operations position is essentially you're just you're making the fires and you're putting them out (laughs) because (laughs) nothing goes according to plan so yeah um, i've been around a a few director of ops in the programs here in new mexico state and i always give them props for what they they are probably stressed and i'm sure they appreciate the props (laughs) oh yeah yeah uh, uh, what's the the cliche overwork and underpaid yeah sure Uh, oh yeah that's a director of ops and you were uh so you got into the mental health program at new mexico Mm -hmm. state which uh again you you took full advantage of that and you 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 brought it up just a few minutes ago about a panel that you guys came together to talk Mm -hmm. about mental health and and i think fitness with mental health correct yeah yeah talk a little bit about that panel which included a a former teammate of yours i believe she Mm -hmm. was a teammate uh, Zoe Mead. Yeah. And, and she's the one that helped put that together. And you also had another, I, I think she was a former teammate as well, Desiree yeah, Cota. Desi, yeah. Yeah. She, so you had two former teammates with you there, along with a football uh, football player, uh, Sam Oinega. I, I think I butchered his name there, but him, as well as a former uh, women's basketball player, uh, Tabitha Wampler, mm-hmm. and a men's basketball player, uh, da- Daniel Mullins, mm-hmm. uh, which is super cool to see him on there because I, I was. Uh, uh, yeah, there he is right, right here. Yeah. And uh, I was his uh, media contact at the time, and he was so young at the time. I just mm-hmm. love to see how mature he's become mm. as, a, as a man. Uh, but talk about that panel and the things you guys discussed on it as, as former student athletes. Yeah, it was amazing to, to be able to see my, my former teammates uh, because we, yeah, we all go our separate ways and, um, but to be able to to get to reunite with something like this was was really important and uh, an important conversation to to be had to talk about like those transitions from uh, athletics to uh, career uh, because uh, I don't think student at like current student athletes or even aspiring college athletes get kind of that real world um, experience or. Uh, I don't want to say expertise, but that that uh, kind of straight from people that have have been through it. I think that was really important to to be able to talk about. And then the mental health and and fitness. We all kind of the reason we got together was because we're all in that realm yeah. of uh, really making sure that fitness and mental health 
uh, are not separate things. They, they're very much connected. They go hand in hand, right? Yeah, they're very much connected. Uh, so having having that talk as well, I think, was, was really fun and really important uh, for not only athletes, but anybody that was listening in to hear. And that goes hand in hand with uh, your, your current business. Yes. Correct? Yeah. Can you tell us uh, about your current business, which I found your... Uh, your Facebook page, uh, mm-hmm. Benefit Health and Fitness LLC. Yeah. Correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I see you have a shirt. Yeah, I got my shirt. I'm representing. Benefit Health and Fitness. Yes. Talk about your um, your your Benefit Health and, Fit, Health, Benefit Health and Fitness LLC. Tell us about that. Uh, what do you offer? How can people join? Yeah, so with uh, Benefit, I came up with this idea because or the, the reason for this business, really because I wanted to connect uh, fitness, nutrition, mental health, because it, it really does. It, it all goes hand in hand. And I wanted to be at the forefront of being kind of a one-stop shop, if you, if you could, if, if you will. Um, so I have my... Uh, my master's degree in uh, exercise science and education, um, and I'm also a CSCS, so that's strength and, uh, Certified Strength and Conditioning Specialist, um, and then having my clinical mental health um, counseling degree, uh, I've really taken the time to invest in educating myself, uh, in making sure I could provide people with a service that can just help with overall just like lifestyle um and connecting all three things because like i said they all they are all connected so i just want to say i feel like you jumped in my brain my mind at one point in time because i've had the idea that you got it's like to me i see it as they there's three things that are just tied together your physical mm-hmm. your mental and your spiritual yeah i truly believe that they're all three are connected and i've always had that thought of what you're already doing to have yeah. a building where you have a workout room you know you got your gym mm-hmm. you know then you you have a, a, a room for either you know counseling therapy mm-hmm. something like that and then you also have you know a, a, another room where you can get books read pray those kind of things as yeah. well and yeah. it sounds like that's something along the lines what you got going on yeah someday maybe I'll, I'll actually have like a physical location but um right now i i do work at uh, bionic barbell but i do uh personal training i i go to clients or i do online training or what i call hybrid training so i come up with a I give you a plan and then I'll meet with you still like uh, less frequently. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I really tried to build it around the individual. So it's not cookie cutter plans. It's just uh, me using my education, me using my brain, me using um, my resources to be able to provide like a very individualized um, uh, lifestyle kind mm-hmm. of plan uh, to to give you the tools to empower yourself really because i mean that's what coaching is that's what yeah. teaching is uh so i'm i'm putting all that that together 
So again, if you are interested in joining Miss Jenna here with uh, Benefit Health and Fitness LLC, you can hit her up on her Facebook page. Again, I, that's what I'm looking at right now, Benefit Health and Fitness LLC. She has her email, Jenna at bnfitnesswellness.com. And it looks like you have a website there as well. Bnfitnesswellness.com. Yeah, so can go ahead and and check that out. Um, And I'm pretty responsive (laughs) as far as uh, I think I I put my business number on there as well. Shoot me a text, shoot me a message. Uh, I'm more than happy to to work with anybody and everybody, really. I've I've had a really rich opportunity to, uh, with my personal training career, I've been able to work with everyone from kiddos to uh, Olympic athletes. I've worked with combat veterans. I've worked with um, people with chronic illness. I've worked with you name it. <laughs> I've 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 worked with that population at least a little bit. Um, so yeah. It looks like you give uh, consultations as well before you get started. Yeah, absolutely. So you do like an intake, uh, see where they're at yeah. mentally, physically, and yeah. how how to combine all of it together. Yeah, I I like to give the consults because again, like. I, I might not be the perfect fit for everybody, you know, and I understand that, but I also have, uh, resources that I'm ready to give to people too. It's just like, oh, maybe, you know, we're not, we're not vibing as much or, but I do have a trainer in mind that would be perfect for you or Mm -hmm. perfect for your needs or, uh, cause I, I like to hype up you know people that i know and other businesses that i that i know um our business owners that i know and uh it's really just about helping the community just be well <laughs> honestly and so, we need that so we uh, need that definitely you know i've been going through some uh, some bumps in the road some challenges in life mm-hmm. and uh you know it's 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 amazing how when we when that happens sometimes we become paralyzed and we don't move mm-hmm. you know we don't move our bodies and then when we finally you know get through and, and push through um to actually move our bodies and get a good workout in the endorphins help help yeah. out you know what i mean mm-hmm. they might not be the cure all but they definitely help yeah to get feeling better that's what i've learned over time yeah and then different people but i i have different reasonings for maybe postponing you know reaching out to um like to get a resource like to help them with that journey um and that's totally fine that's why it's like the consult can be you know that first step um in uh, at least talking about it and seeing if you could take some of that or learn something or get a resource um that that sounds like a win in my book um but yeah, it's it for me. Um, yes, I'm I'm trying to make a living, but at the same time, like it's it's really about the people. I just want to help people, and um, I've dedicated my life to try to put this together and uh, help as many people as I can, um, businesses or individuals. So that's 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 the goal. Well, Miss Jenna, I gotta say, you know, you give off this very caring vibe, mm. this very uh, loving uh, mother type vibe, where you just want to, like you just said, help people and mm-hmm. help them be better and help them be well. Uh, so again, I just encourage everybody to go check out this Facebook page, 
Benefit Health and Fitness LLC. Benefit Health and Fitness LLC. Uh, also, you can check out the website bnfitnesswellness.com. Again, that's bnfitnesswellness.com. She gives her mission statement right away. You can see what she's all about there and uh, gives all the details of, of what she offers. Uh, Miss Jenna, thank you so much. I really appreciate you coming and talking about all this stuff. Uh, former New Mexico State student athlete, track, uh, track and field student athlete. Got to coach with one of the best in the business and learn from one of the best mm -hmm. in the business. Uh, giving nothing but props. I gotta ask a couple of random things before I let you go. Okay. Before we wrap this up, number one, uh, your favorite spot to eat here in Las Cruces or around Las Cruces? My favorite spot to eat. That's a that's a tough it's one. Tough. I know. That's, that's what tough. all my guests always say. But you know, I think if it would have been a while ago. My favorite restaurant in town was actually Polaro's, which is actually Vanessa's cafe now over on Picacho. Oh, okay, yes. It's right next to yes. my dad's sign shop, actually. Oh, wow. Um, but it was an Italian restaurant, yes. John, John Polaro. That was my favorite spot. Uh -huh. um, so it was sad to, to see it go. Um, but uh, I guess it's more of a nostalgia thing than anything is Ranchway. I was, I, how did I know you're going to... I'm a May, North Valley uh, well, kid. I was going to say, most Mayfield people, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean, or, or North Valley, as you just said, yeah. Ranchway is a staple there. Mm -hmm. And I don't get me wrong, I love Ranchway too. <laughs> but it's so common to hear people from that side of town. Yeah you know name ranch way. yeah i mean i grew up in radium springs so like oh wow uh yeah Ranchway. yeah the north valley it's either we're going to hatch or uh -huh. we used to have like a little general store that had like a little restaurant in it yeah. but um yeah that's where that's where i grew up there wasn't a, a ton of things but uh -huh. Ranchway's is always nostalgic because that's like high school memories oh yeah that's like yeah yep. you know so based off of nostalgia purely i would say Ranchway. Uh -huh. See, I'm, I'm lucky I got chachis right here. That's, oh, yeah. Uh, that's that's my go-to. That's actually yeah. where I ran between recordings and when I got real quick, we <laughs> nice. came right back. So Yeah, my family, my dad's family grew up in the heart of Doniana, like right next to the church on Dusty Lane. Oh, okay. So, yeah, right there, right yeah, in the right, hood. Right in the right heart. In the yeah, hood. so spent a lot of time in, in Doniana. Um, but, uh, that's so cool. Yeah, even growing up, you know, there wasn't a ton of like restaurants like yeah. out here at the yeah. time, yeah. but uh, we'd go to the the corner store, and uh, that was that was the fun part. But yeah, um, yeah. that's so cool. A lot of deep roots in Las Cruces. <laughs> and then the last thing is, uh, you know, I always ask my guests if you got any shout outs to give any family, friends, former teammates, anybody at all that you'd like to give a shout out to. Oh man. Uh, I definitely give a shout out to, you know, just my friends and family. Um, they're super supportive and, uh, you know, they, they encouraged me, uh, throughout any endeavor I've, I've been on. So I'm very appreciative of them. Um, and then just the, the community of Las Cruces too, because I love this community and I've, I've yeah. felt a lot of love back from them. Um, 
throughout my athletic career and now into my my business career so i'm very appreciative of, of this community as well and this community appreciates you i do know thank that you. i do know that uh and again miss jenna thank you so much this is a sports more podcast with your host eddie morelos again we're on spotify anchor fm and go ahead and google search us as well all the links will be up on our facebook page and our twitter page sports and more pod again i thank miss jenna here uh, for joining benefit health and fitness llc check them out get going because (laughs) your physical health and your mental health should be a priority in your life make it a priority in your life Mm -hmm. start working on your mental stuff start working on your physical stuff they go hand in hand if you keep both those things healthy you can make it a long ways out right jenna yes absolutely (laughs) i'm biased but i've seen a lot of good things come from it i'm biased as well i truly believe that so again thank you so much Uh, sports more podcast with your host eddie morales we'll catch you all next time